boy, did you grow up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a joy to be here. Um, there's so many friends, I can't mention names, so many people that our lives have been intertwined for so many years uh, that are here. So uh, I'm not going to start mentioning names except for this table right here, because the there's a person sitting here. I'm going to introduce him first. He's the godfather of gospel trick shot. Uh, this is Mike Massey, 17-time world champion, and uh, and this isn't my this isn't my message, but but I just want to just say, 46 years ago, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict and a gambling pool player. And uh, I went to a tournament in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and Greenway Billiards uh, to play and gamble and everything else. And uh, there's this guy, you got to see this guy, Mike Massey. He's, he's going to do trick shots. I said, oh, okay, sure, I'm from Jersey. You know, I, we don't do tricks here. We just gamble and hung out with mafia kids and all that kind of stuff. So, but that's another story. So Mike puts his cue stick down at the end of his show. It was his first paid show 46 years ago, and he starts talking about Jesus. And I said, you know, back in New Jersey, the only time we mentioned Jesus in a pool room was when we miss a shot. <laughs> you know, I said, what's this guy doing in a pool room talking about Jesus? Well, the rest is history because it really touched my heart. He brought, he brought Jesus into the pool room. And uh, it took a couple of years. I, I met him on the road traveling, but I eventually came around and and I gave my heart to the Lord, you know, and I have, you're probably wondering all this stuff up here. Um, I have Jesus rocks. So we have a supporter in California. And, uh, you know, if we don't praise him, even the rocks will cry out. Amen. So that's what the Bible says. So I have these rocks up here. You can come up and take one. I have a donation box. I'm going to shamelessly promote gospel trick shot. Uh, we're on our way to England. We're going to be on the BBC. We're going uh, to do a a tournament there and to do a gospel trick shot show on television in England. And we're going over to Ireland and that's January 28th. I got my books up here. This is my first book. I was here years ago and presented this book. And some of you have this book and this is my new book. And it talks about business as mission and the dual role as Matt well said. So you can read, you know, maybe you'll relate to my personal journey or or the gospel trick shot journey. And these books are up here for a donation of any size, whatever you want to do. And then I have these salvation bracelets. We actually have a, a gospel trick shot. And you know, when I walked in, people, where's the pool table? You know, I didn't bring the pool table. Okay. So I, I did do a show though, back in the, in the big room uh, years ago, John was here. Yep. And uh, yeah, and yeah, we had breakfast and a show. And then I've spoken twice uh, after that before COVID. So this is the first time I'm here uh, after COVID. So it's just an honor and a privilege to be back with you brothers. But anyway, we have a shot that we put the balls in the shape of uh, this bracelet here with all the different colors, the eight ball, the three ball, the cue ball, the one ball, the six ball, and we make it disappear and tell the salvation story. And that is the, you know, the darkness of sin, the blood of Jesus, the light going on, the cleansing of sin, the promise of heaven, the gold bead, and then grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of the tools we use uh, on the pool table to share the gospel. And then I have these little tracks. You can take one. It's uh, really the good news, bad news track with billiard balls on. So this is just a little sample of the things that we do. You know, this has been kind of a, a magical journey here for the last 24 hours. Last night I was at Carnegie Hall. No, I wasn't on stage. 
but but I, I was watching the Getty concert with my with my brother here, Mike, and uh, you know Ricky Skaggs was uh, one of the performers. So, you know he's a Hall of Fame uh, for bluegrass, and he was on stage. And Mike is pitching a song to him. Mike's also a, a country gospel singer, and he's got some songs. And he's pitching Ricky Skaggs a, Skaggs a song that he could record. And so anyway, it, here I am, like what ten hours later, uh, you know, back here. It's just great to be here. And I got two other people at this table I just want to introduce. This is my new partner, Phil Ball, who's from Ramsey, New Jersey. And yeah, let's yeah. And and Phil is one of the three guys on our new leadership team that we have scheduled to take over the ministry next year while I move on up. No, not to heaven yet. But 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 uh, you know, I, I'm gonna just do what I do and get freed up from some of the responsibilities of the ministry. And then I have another very special person here. Um, I don't know how else, but just to come out and say it, he's married to my first wife. And you got to have the book to know what that's about. And we are brothers and we're family. You know, I got a first wife. I got a second wife now. And this is my dear brother, John Agnello. So Phil Ball, John and Mike Massey, three very special people in my journey. Now, what I was charged with this morning to say, uh, to speak about, was how has God showed up lately, okay? So I'm going to talk about what God has done, how he showed up in my life since COVID, okay? Since that's the last time I was here, pre-COVID. And it started um, in uh, 2020. And what happened is I was down in Patterson. And we have some Patterson guys here. I got my brother, Doug Golding, who has NCS Patterson and John Corcoran, uh, uh, John Carney and JD and a couple of guys. Because I go I go to uh, NCS Patterson as well as uh, this group, more, more so Patterson. I, my heart is in Patterson. If you read my book, you'll know why my heart's in Patterson. That's where the ministry started. But, any, but anyway... Um, it started in Patterson, this journey that I'm going to share with you. And I was returning my Optimum uh, boxes. You ever you get those Optimum, uh, you know, going there? And I had to go to 100 Hamilton Plaza down in Patterson to return the, the boxes. And I, I missed a step, concrete steps. I missed a step and I went down the concrete stairs and tumbled into the street of Patterson, almost got hit by a car. And all of a sudden, I realized as I'm laying in the street, I went over the curb into the street, I realized I can't move. And the first thing that came to my mind, and, and I don't know how what you do when you're in an accident like that, the first thing that came to my mind was, praise the Lord, my life is going to be different from this moment on. Now, when I tell this to people, they say, what are you, out of your mind? There you are laying in a, in a pile of rubble in the streets of Patterson. And because I really believe that God is in control of everything, even the accidents, even the missteps, even the, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about obvious sin, you know, if you're doing something willfully against the word of God, but I believe that there are no coincidences. I believe God is the great choreographer. He's orchestrating the situations of your life and, and mine. And so when I laid I was laying there in the street, I had this sense that I know I'm in serious trouble right now physically, but God's got plan B from my plan. I had a plan A, 
He has a plan B. So who comes over to me while I'm laying in the street? The first one over was an African-American pastor. Now, that's, re that's real fitting <laughs> because my ministry started in the African-American community in Patterson. I ran a summer camp. I ran an after-school program. I taught at school 13 in Patterson. So I was all in. I lived in Patterson for 17 and a half years. Patterson was my life, you know, for, for, for the beginning. And Danny was, my friend Danny was here. We used to go up and go up to the kids up at Passaic County uh, PCT, Passaic County Tech, and minister to them. And I rode, I drove a bus in Patterson, you know, with the kids and was always looking to reach these kids of Patterson. So here's this African-American pastor who says, what can I do? What can I do? I said, just get me up. And I, I, he says, you're kind of heavy. And he says, get me. Then two other guys came over, just get me to my car. Just put stuff me in my car. I figured I could, if I got in the car, I could drive to the hospital. I didn't want to get an ambulance. I didn't want to leave my car. So that was my presence of mind. I, I, that's my nature. I'm a fighter. You know, I'm not going to just surrender to an ambulance. I'm going to, if, if he could, if they can stuff me in my car, I'll drive myself to the hospital. And so anyway, the rest is history. I did do that and picked up my wife on the way, you know, and, and so uh, I, I went through a year of rehab. Uh, I had to live at the Hawthorne Gospel Church in the uh, missionary uh, housing there because I couldn't get up the stairs of my third floor attic apartment in Halden. And so uh, there I was. And then finally, after about a month of therapy, doctors come in, they said, well, it'd be good for you to play pool. So they moved the portable pool table into the church. And I started walking around the campus and, and thank God for Hawthorne Gospel Church. We have James Lee's over here. My brother Nick is over here. So we got some people from my home church here. And and so that, that church has been such a tremendous blessing to me through the years. That's actually where the, the church that launched the gospel trick shot and me as a missionary. But anyway, so there I am. And, and you know, OK, I'm going to get back out on the pool table. I'm going to I got places to go, people to see. I want to share the gospel. And I've been to 30 countries around the world, half of them Muslim countries, because that's a special calling I have. It came out of the streets of Patterson. That's another story. But anyway, I want to get back out there. I want to get back out there. Well, I get COVID. And I get COVID. Right after I'm coming out of it, I get a serious bout of COVID. I'm in bed for a month. My wife gets it too. She's still two years later suffering with long COVID, you know, and she hasn't left the house practically for two years. You know, she gets out for special occasions, but she's got all kinds of residual effects from COVID. And how is, what is my response? Well, you know, praise the Lord, because God, you got a plan C now, I guess. I guess I can't get out back out there. So I'm looking for God to show up in, in another way. Well, uh, that was 2021. And uh, I finally get back out there, 2021, and uh, start to do some things. And 2022 rolls around and they lifted what was it back in whatever it was, the New Jersey ban was lifted for public events this past year in the, in the springtime, I think it was, right? Or whatever it was. And I started getting back out there. And then uh, I'm out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm doing a gospel trick shot show. And all of a sudden, I'm, I can't go on. And, and I'm like, my heart, you know, I'm like, God, what do I do? 
And the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, finish the show. I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> In the middle of a show, I'm having heart complications. And the Holy Spirit says, finish the show. There's souls here. Yes, Lord, that, that fighting spirit, I'm going to get through this show. And, I'm and we're going to see if people are going to get saved. Oh, six people got saved at that show. I got through the show and I get off the stage, so to speak, and my family's there because I have family in Arizona and we're out in the restaurant and they say, you don't look good. I said, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. You know, I, I got to get home. I got to get home to my wife. Got to get home. I, I don't want to go to a hospital. I don't want to be stuck in Phoenix. If I'm going to die, I'd rather die in Patterson. <laughs> you know, seriously, that's the way I feel. That's that's where it all began, you know. So so anyway, I, I do get home, and I, I by the grace of God and my doctor, I go to my cardiologist, and we don't know what's going on yet because they diagnosed me for AFib, but I have coronary artery disease that's unknown, okay? And so uh, the doctor says, well, we have to get you on the treadmill and get your heart rate up so that we can see what's where the blockages are. And I said, oh, okay, I, I don't think I can do that. So I get on the treadmill and I'm you know, trying to move and I, I can't do this, I'm gonna pass out. He says, well, we can inject a dye or inject something to race, get your heart rate to increase. I said, well, what can happen? He says, well, you might die. <laughs> I said, so if you inject that in me and, I, and my heart goes fast and it, if something, I might die. He said, maybe we better reconsider this. You know, so they took me down to the St. Joseph's Hospital, praise the Lord, in Patterson. And I went into uh, angioplasty, right? And they went up, you know, the whole, I don't know if any of you have been through that. And, and the whole, and, and before I went down to the hospital, I'm stuffing books and tracts and Bibles in my bag. I said, this might be my last ministry trip. Praise the Lord. And it's going to be in St. Joe's in Patterson. So I'm ready. I'm ready to die. I'm ready to live. I'm ready for whatever. And I got my bag packed with all kinds of literature and stuff. Well, yeah, I had three stents put in. Let's fast forward a little bit. And uh, <clears throat> and then after I had the uh, three stents put in, I had they, they wouldn't let me go for a few days. So I said, okay. And nurses, and uh, I led my roommate to the Lord. And then the nurses coming in, and we're having... And, and Doug came to see me, and uh, who else? Keith, I don't, he's not here. But we were having, oh, Steve came to see me, yeah. And we were having revival. I mean, we're just, we're talking about the Lord, and, and you know, because that's plan, what, we're up to plan D? So, so God, uh, you know, the whole point of this is how has God showed up in your life? I want to I bring this home to you. Because there's a scripture that God put on my heart before I came here today. It's second. Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. When I am weak, then I am strong. Think about that. You see, I'm a control freak. Anybody that plays pool and controls that cue ball like I do and Mike does and Phil, you know, we love to be in control. We want to run the table. And, you know, that translates to my life off the table too. You know, I, I like to control, like with the ministry, the hardest thing for me to do right now is to surrender this ministry to three new guys to lead, to, to replace me. 
three guys. I'm, I'm the founder. I birthed, the ministry was birthed. God allowed me to do that. And when it started, it needed to be one person, but now it's getting too big. It's, it, we, need, we need three people to run it now. And that's the hardest thing to do uh, is to surrender your baby. It, you know, it's almost as if, I, you know, gospel trick shots my little girl and I'm marching her down the aisle to another man. Think about this. And, and I had a very wise man tell me this, you know, that that has been in ministry for years. He says, yes, Steve, it's going to be painful to give it up. But he says, you got to march that baby, that girl that you've raised, that, that child that you've raised for 25 years. We're going to have our 25th anniversary uh, celebration banquet at Hawthorne Gospel Church, July 15th. You're all invited. We'll have 25th July 15th at Hawthorne Gospel. We're going to celebrate what God has done over 25 years. I'm going to announce the new leadership team. But it's like walking that little girl down the aisle to another man. And when you step at the altar, what does the father do? Steps away. He's She's yours. And that's going to be so hard for me to do, you know, because I'm a control freak, you know. But see, God has been breaking me literally and figuratively he he knew and, and by the way i we announced before i had that fall down the stairs we announced at a board meeting we have nine board members that yeah we're we're projecting 2023 with a new leadership team and that steve will be stepping aside we announced that before the fall but see god knew me he said no there's no way that if I let you be healthy and happy-go-lucky and keep doing your thing, you're not stepping aside. You, you know, who are you kidding? And so God says, no, I'm, I'm going to make sure you step aside. Is that a blessing or is that a curse? Well, all things do work together for good. To them who love God, to them who are called according to his purposes. So what's happening in your life? What is God allowing? What is he bringing? At this time of the year, especially, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. It's a uh, busy, busy, and I don't know if you got family issues, whatever, uh, personal issues, and I've had all of the above, you know. And uh, but God is working something out in your life. He's got His plan, you know. Man makes the plans, the Bible says, but God directs His steps. And and we're men. Hey, come on, we're men. You know, we like to uh, hey, we like to be in control. You know, we like to be we're achievers. We we like to succeed. I was raised right down the street here in Waldwick. I went to public school in Waldwick, New Jersey, uh, and then I went to high school in Wayne, New Jersey. So I went to good schools. I was trained to go to an Ivy League school. I went to Georgia Tech. My father wanted me to be an engineer. I didn't graduate from there. It's in the book. I ended up going to eight different colleges because I was hustling pool. <laughs> that's another story. But see, God knew, you know, everything that's happened. He knew that to get me to this place where I am right now, where I'm willing to let guys like Phil, and we have a guy in Indiana, Michael Hewitt. We have another guy in South Africa, Wayne Parker. For me to step aside, you know, it would take, God dealing with me to be able to surrender control. So we're gonna we're gonna spend uh, 25 minutes um, in groups. That's why I was charged with the responsibility. How has God showed up in your life lately? Okay, and you know you can talk about your story 
at your table. I didn't bring any questions because there should be a lot of conversation, you know, about this because God is doing something right now. I don't know what he's doing. Tell the people at your table. And before we go to the tables, I just want to just mention um, once again, just the books. Okay. I'm going to shamelessly plug this. This is, this is my, my testimony. Okay. This is uh, how I came to Christ. And uh, from a little boy in Waldwick, New Jersey, all the way up through when God called me into ministry. And it's got the story. And if you're going through marital difficulties, yeah, John, I love this guy. You know, he married my first wife and I hurt her badly. You know, and yeah. And we were in the back of a church and I, I came back years later and he allowed me to talk to her and to apologize to her, to ask for her forgiveness. I could go on with my life until I made peace with what I did to that woman. She's a beautiful woman, beautiful in every way, inside and out. But this man, he's got the love of Jesus in his heart and he, he knew that that was good for her, good for me. And we spent time together. In the back of the church, it was, I think it was Calvary Temple over in Wayne. It was like four hours. We caught up on 10 years, you know, and it was a lot of crying. So I don't know if, if but this, this will help you, this book, because there's a, there's a journey here, two paths. And I, you notice I'm behind the eight ball. I was behind the eight ball a long time. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is how I started to make good choices in my life. It's all about choices, choices. And when you start making those good choices, you know, that they say that um, psychologists say, I was a professor at William Patterson University. I didn't work in the psych department. I was an English professor. But they say that we make 500 choices a day. And the first choice is, are you getting up today to come here? <laughs> what are you going to wear? Are you going to brush your teeth? What are you going to eat? You're going to have Taylor ham, egg and cheese, bacon, egg and cheese, you know. So you are the sum total in the next month, you will be exactly the sum total of your choices. In the next six months, you will be the sum total of those choices. And then a year and five years and 10 years, you, you're going you're gonna to have, God gave us a free will. And so you have to begin to seek God and I, you know, and, and make and those choices when they align with the word of God, which they started to about halfway through the book, it's got some hustling and gambling and the bad stuff, but it's God showing me, okay, you want to make bad choices? This is what's going to happen, you know? And then the good choices come out and then the path starts straightening out. And so that was part of the, 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 the journey. And Patty, and I had to go to my first wife and ask her permission and John's permission. Can I put this in the book? I couldn't do it without her. And they said, it's for Jesus. It's for the Lord. Go and I'll never forget your words. No, it's for the Lord. Do it, Steve. Well, I praise God for that. Amen. Yeah. And the second book, which is the more recent book written right before COVID, it, it talks about, this is more the BAM model of ministry, business as mission. And, you know, um, I did serve as a adjunct professor for many years, and it was a perfect fit because I was able to travel overseas a lot and uh, incorporate that. And this is the journey of, of using a, a dual 
lifestyle uh, of using BAM and using ministry. So I considered myself a full-time minister, but also felt I needed to be a tent maker like the Apostle Paul. You know, he made tents when he needed to. I, so, but the, the, I, I retired, by the way, about six, six years ago before, I, then I wrote this book sometime after. So this might be very helpful if you're considering going into ministry or using whatever it is your gifts and talents are, you know, it might be very helpful for you to see my journey and maybe you'll relate to it. And again, remember, if we don't praise them, even the rocks will cry out, that's what it says. So I hope you have a great time in your uh, groups and I'm gonna leave all this up here. Um, I don't have change, I don't have, you know, just whatever. And if you can't donate and you wanna take a book because you don't have cash, because I know a lot of you guys don't carry cash, inside the cover is, uh, is published by Gospel Trick Shop Ministries Incorporated. So you can go right to my webpage, you can donate online by credit card, whatever, go to, it's, it's got the website gospeltrickshot.org. And so I'm going to leave it at that. So um, we have um, Matt at 7.35, right? Where's Matt? 20 minutes. Okay. So enjoy your conversations at the table. God bless you.